Hello, and welcome to Season 2 of the Tampa Bay Philanthropy Week podcast. My name is Holly Moon. I am the Chair for Tampa Bay Philanthropy Week for the Association of Fundraising Professionals, Tampa Bay. The episode that you're about to listen to was recorded remotely for safety reasons, and as a result, you might hear some funky audio, so just stay tuned for this fantastic story. This episode features Amanda Jacobson, a fundraiser from United Way Suncoast. This podcast is hosted by Wilma Norton from Community Foundation Tampa Bay. Thanks, Wilma. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Tampa Bay Philanthropy Week podcast. I'm Wilma Norton, Vice President, Community Connections for Community Foundation Tampa Bay. Today, I'm talking to Amanda Jacobson with United Way Suncoast. Welcome, Amanda. Thank you, Wilma. Happy to be here. Well, in other episodes of the podcast, we have been talking with people who are volunteers or philanthropists in some way. Your role is a little different. It's a little uh, different conversation today. You work directly with philanthropists in your role at United Way Suncoast. So can you tell me a little bit about how you support philanthropy and what you see happening in our community with the people who are giving to make this a better place to live and work? Absolutely. I have the honor of being able to work with our individual philanthropists that come into the United Way realm, either through giving individually or um, maybe they first got involved or learned about us through a campaign with their workplace. And um, the opportunities, and particularly in the past uh, couple years, have really shifted to where folks are looking for ways to get involved as philanthropists individually, but also as communities. We've really seen that shift and the the interest and growth and folks wanting to connect with something larger than themselves and do that together with other people who are like-minded. And in those cases, are they people who come to you as a group or are they finding their own groups as they begin their philanthropy work? We have a number of ways that folks can get involved at United Way. And I'll share with you three. So we have our Women United group, which is a women's philanthropy organization. They focus most on early learning and the connection between what we call ALICE, which is asset limited, income constrained, and employed um, neighbors who are having trouble reaching um, their basic needs, right? Um, They're struggling to afford for transportation and healthcare and housing and and those really those basics in life. Um, And we know, you know, um, particularly when it comes to childcare, this affects women differently um, than it does men often and how it relates to their ability to be in the workplace or be in home in the ways that they'd like to be. So that's a real big focus for our women's group. Our Young Leader Society engages with young professionals throughout our community. They're focused on really understanding how philanthropy works in the greater realm of the community and how that integrates with advocacy and other ways to give back. Then we have our Tocqueville Society, and our Tocqueville Society are folks who invest in our work, who want to see a difference in our community, and and really like to look at 
financial stability and education issues and how they can make a difference. Have you seen during the pandemic a change or a shift in the way people are getting involved? As you're talking about the women's group and the Alice population, I know so many of us who work in these fields recognize that women have been disproportionately affected in those populations by the pandemic. What are you seeing? Absolutely. I'm seeing a huge call for alignment in life where folks are looking for, particularly in the past, you know, 18 months, 19 months, people are looking for how do I align my values with my work and how do I align my values with how I give back in the community and what does that look like? And um, particularly as we saw the past two years um, with the news coverage on um, racial equity issues in our community that have been longstanding, we've seen an even greater commitment where folks are really looking for that alignment and seeing how they show up in that way. And um, as you as you mentioned, women often do lead that charge in seeing how they can make a difference in the community and, and really um, help us reach parity. Well, I think all of us who work in philanthropy uh, are talking more and more about not just giving financially as uh, as writing a check, but looking for things that are our, our passion about and the roll up your sleeve sort of philanthropy and, and diving in. Are you seeing that more and more with the people that you come in contact with? We definitely are. We're seeing folks who are seeing their role as, you know, kind of shifting from where it's your personal commitment and you maybe have given out of your personal commitment to seeing the influence that those same folks can have on their neighbors and influencing their ability to plug in and give back not only through their time, but financially as well. Um, And that is really you know, a stronghold and, and a remarkable um, way which we can we can shift the um, the landscape and philanthropy by looking at this as a community process, um, which takes individuals right, but also gets the entire community involved and in seeing that when one of us rises, we all rise and we live more united. Well, as we have been having these conversations around uh, Tampa Bay Philanthropy Week, I feel like I have been a little remiss in not talking about the, uh, the people like you, the professionals who are the ethical, responsible fundraisers who walk hand in hand with the philanthropist. So I'm going to give you a chance to talk a little bit about you, yourself, and your colleagues, and how you feel like you fit into that whole puzzle of finding the right place for philanthropists to direct their talents, and and how that role is also changing. I love this question. Um, So when I think about giving back, I think about a really early on experience I had in my community where I was asked to bring in food for a food drive that was happening at my local church. And 
all of the children in the class were asked to bring something from their parents' pantry and bring it back. And um, whoever brought in, you know, the most food would um, be able to get an award. I think it was a pizza party um, as it goes to celebrate, you know, really what it means to volunteer and give back at such a young age. And I remember critically this conversation that my teacher had at the time where there were different kids in the class and some kids brought in more cans than others. And some kids thought, if I bring in those tiny little cans of green chilies, then I'll actually be able to, um, to win the contest, right? If I bring in little cans of green chilies and little things of hot sauces, I'll be able to win the contest. And um, the teacher so thoughtfully and, and perfectly replied that it's not about, you know, giving something that you have in your pantry um, to give the number, you know, to beat out a number, right? But it's about making a meaningful impact. And so what she communicated that really stuck with me years later was what she said is give people in your community your mac and cheese. And um, as a kid, that was like the most valuable thing in, in a lot of our pantries was mac and cheese. And um, I always think about that now. Is we don't just give, you know, just to, to give something or to give something that maybe isn't meaningful, but that we should give something that means something personal in our hearts. So to give your mac and cheese to your community. And I really use that as a driving factor. Um, working in the nonprofit sector, I think I have an opportunity to give and create leadership in the nonprofits that I'm involved with through my staff roles. And I have an opportunity to do that, you know, with others in the com community. I love that story. Give your mac and cheese. And, you know, the way these conversations always go when we talk to people who give so generously is they always talk about what they give back. So maybe the, um, the remainder of that story then is give your mac and cheese and you get back chocolate peanut butter cups with hot fudge on top on ice cream in in return is that the is that the story yes that is absolutely the moral of the story it is an excellent example a funny example but one that really shows the importance of giving back um, and giving your best right um, giving your best to your community members because that is what is important in this conversation and I, I do think that the conversation in philanthropy has evolved in recent years. You know, we all talk about hand up, not a hand out, and the teach a man to fish. So now I have a different analogy. I have, uh, after our conversation with you today, the give of your macaroni and cheese, because that's, that is a rich gift. Amanda, thanks so much for everything that you and United Way are doing in our community and for talking with us today. Is there anything uh, last word that you'd like to share? Thank you for having me. And I'd like to share as you're thinking about how to give back this year, I hope that you consider United Way Suncoast and I hope that you'll continue to give back to your community in different ways because United We Rise, United We Win. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you.
Thank you for listening to this episode of the Tampa Bay Philanthropy Week podcast. A special thank you to Community Foundation Tampa Bay for being our presenting patron and for lending us Wilma Norton to host this wonderful storytelling podcast. If you would like more Tampa Bay Philanthropy Week, you can follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. You can also follow more stories on our website at philanthropytampabay.org. Happy storytelling!